0: And now, the National Broadcasting Company presents Inspector Thorne in The Golden Girl Murder Case. Tonight, the National Broadcasting Company presents the exploits of the spectacular young Inspector Thorne of the Homicide Bureau. Those investigations rank with many of the most celebrated ones in the annals of crime fiction, an investigator smart enough to claim he is dumb and modest enough to believe it. Tonight Inspector Thorne turns to "The Golden Girl Murder case." The story opens in the private drawing room of a train speeding into New York City as we see Roberta Ralston, the golden girl of stage and screen, in the arms of her husband of a day, young and handsome Larry Holt. And the fabulous Roberta, whose career has brought her fame and fortune, is saying...
1: Oh, how lucky I obeyed that whim to visit my old hometown, Larry. Otherwise, I wouldn't have met you fallen in love and elope with you all in a few short weeks.
2: Oh, oh, Roberta, the miracle is what a, a dazzling girl like you could see in a plain Joe like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be trying to tell you all through our honeymoon, Larry.
2: Oh.
1: Are you glad we're going to my lovely brownstone house in New York?
2: Mm, I, I don't care where we go, Roberta, where this train takes us is, as, as long as I'm with you.
1: Darling, mm. we'll have such a wonderful honeymoon.
2: Well, the door.
1: Who's that?
3: Remember me, Larry? The girl you left behind you?
2: Well, Janet. Janet Mills. What are you doing here on this train?
3: Who's got a better right to wish you and your bride good luck but the girl you were engaged to for three years? The girl you jilted practically at the altar? Oh, now, Janet. I suppose you'd like me to take it lying down, wouldn't you? Janet. I suppose after three years of loving you and waiting for you, I'm supposed to cross it all off just like that.
2: No, no, of course not. You ought to know how tough it was for me to... To tell you, to to write you, that I couldn't marry you?
3: Yes. After three years, I get a letter. Goodbye, good luck. I'm marrying the golden girl of stage and screen, Roberta Ralston.
2: I feel rotten about it, Janet. And so does Roberta.
3: Oh, Roberta feels rotten,
1: too. Yes, Janet. But things happen that way, and and sometimes people get hurt.
3: But you never get hurt, do you, Roberta? I'm sorry. I know how you must feel. You know how I feel? You, Roberta Ralston, you have everything, looks and fame and money. And I had only one thing in my life, Larry, and you stole him away from me. Please, You saw Larry and you wanted him and you took him. Well, that's too bad. Sure I took Larry away from you. I won. So run along. Listen, Roberta Ralston, I'm not going to let you get away with it. I found out you and Larry were going away on
1: this train and I followed you. Can't you get it into your head, Janet? Larry and I couldn't help it. We fell
3: in love. We got married. You don't know what love is. You never will. I hate you. I don't have to listen to this. Larry, call the conductor. Don't bother. I'm going. But don't think you're going to live happily ever after. You haven't seen the last of me.
0: And now, a few hours later, following the violent scene on the train... Roberta, the golden girl of stage and screen, and her bridegroom are in New York at her house. And we hear her say...
1: Here we are, Larry. My dear, lovely brownstone house in the big city. Yes, Roberta. Oh, darling, don't be glum. We've got to forget Janet. Forget all our troubles.
2: You're right, Roberta. So long (laughs) troubles, That's better.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, here's the key.
2: I'll carry you across the threshold.
1: Oh, my husband.
2: Oh, kiss me, my wife.
1: Now, put me down. Oh, there. Stop looking at me and look at the house. Oh, isn't it utterly lovely? So big, so beautiful. Come this way, Larry. I'll show you the drawing room.
2: All right, darling.
1: Now, you go through these hangings into the library.
2: Say, it's awfully big. You could put my whole house where I live back home in this one room. (laughs) But I guess when an actress makes a lot of money like you, she can afford it and deserves the setting.
1: Perhaps it's much too big, but I love it.
2: Oh, I want you to have everything you love, Roberta.
1: Follow me, Larry, and I'll show you the rest of the house. (laughs) Roberta, what's happened?
3: I'm I'm dying.
2: Roberta, she's dead. Who's there? Stop. Murderer. Here, I'll get you. Let me go. Let me go. Janet. So you got your revenge.
3: Let me go, Larry. I beg you.
2: You shot better, Janet. I'm calling the police. I've got to call the
0: police. And now we see one of the most famous crime fighters of the day taking control. A man who looks like anything but what he is. The spectacular young Inspector Thorne of Homicide. With his assistant, Sergeant Muggan, by his side, the young, black-haired Inspector Thorne is confronting a haggard Larry Holt and saying...
2: Mr. Holt, your marriage yesterday to Roberta Ralston was announced in the papers, so I know about that. I suppose you came here on your honeymoon? Yes, Inspector Thorne. Please tell me what happened, Mr. Holt. We'd just arrived here. Roberta started to show me the house. I was following her as she went into the library... She passed through those red hangings. There were two shots. She fell. I ran forward. There were two more shots aimed at me, I thought. And, and, and then... Yes, go on. This is hard for me. I know. Take your time. Time won't help. You see, I believe I know who murdered Roberta, and I'm to blame. You? How come? Just a moment, Sergeant Muggan. I don't want my partner to rush you, Mr. Holt. I'm sorry, Chief. Now, you were saying you think you know who killed your famous actress wife. Who was it, Mr. Holt? Another man or another woman? It was a woman, Inspector Thorne. What's her name? Janet Mills. We... We were engaged for a long time back in the small town where we lived, Carrollton. And then you eloped with Roberta Ralston, the golden girl of stage and screen. We couldn't help it, Inspector Thorne. We fell in love. But Janet Mills didn't see it that way. Jealousy's always a strong motive for murder, Chief. Yes, Sergeant Muggen. It was awful. Janet followed us on the train as we came to New York. Threatened Roberta. I wish I'd never gotten Roberta into this. Steady, steady. Why didn't Janet shoot me instead of Roberta? Maybe Janet didn't shoot anybody, Mr. Holt. A threat is not necessarily murder. But after the shots, I I heard Janet running away, and I I caught her. Where is she now? I locked her in the next room, Inspector. Come on, Sergeant Be, be, Be easy on Janet, Inspector. She didn't know what she was doing. I don't know what she did yet, Mr. Holt. What do you mean? You think Janet is innocent? I'm not bright enough to think anything yet. I just got here. Go get yourself a drink, Holt. you look as if you need it. Thank you, Inspector Thorne. I wanted to get rid of him, Muggan. Now open the door. Got gotcha, you, Chief. Janet Mills, I'm Inspector Thorne. This is Sergeant Muggan.
3: You can't arrest me. I didn't kill Roberta Ralston. I swear it, you've got to listen to me. I'm listening. I, I heard two shots and then two more, and I got scared and started to run away. Where were you? Behind the piano in the drawing room. Hiding? Yes, hiding. I see. No, you don't see, Inspector Thorne. It's true, I was hiding, but I didn't kill Roberta. Who did then? I don't know.
2: Didn't you see anyone, Janet? No. No? You were in the drawing room, behind the piano, and you didn't see a soul.
3: That's right, Inspector Thorne.
2: You must need glasses. What were you doing in this house?
3: I was out of my mind to come
2: here. Answer my question, Janet. You threatened Roberta on the train. You sneaked into this house and concealed yourself behind the piano. What was the idea?
3: I... I planned to plague Larry and Roberta. I thought I could get revenge by popping up wherever they went and spoiling their honeymoon, Inspector Thorn.
0: That's a hot one, Chief.
3: I know now. I was crazy, Sergeant Mike.
0: Janet,
2: how did you get into the house?
3: I found the back door ajar and came in that way, Inspector Thorn.
2: The back door, eh? Then you went into the drawing room and waited.
3: Yes, Inspector. It was only a few minutes before Larry and Roberta arrived. I I watched them a bit, and I I was just going to come out and show myself when I heard the shots and tried to run away.
2: And all this time, you saw nobody, Janet. That's right. Although the murderer must have been in the house.
3: I don't know where the murderer was, Inspector Thorne.
2: I do. The murderer was hiding behind Afghanistan.
3: No, no, Sergeant Mugget. Wait. I did catch a glimpse of someone.
2: Really, Janet?
3: Yes, a a man, as I came through the door. And
2: was he short and fat with glasses?
3: I couldn't say.
2: I'll bet you couldn't. You're a rotten liar, sister. Do we pull her in, Chief? Janet will keep, Muggin. I want to see the body first. Okay. Don't leave this house, Janet, if you know what's good for you. Come on, Muggin. I'm right on your tail, Chief. Body's in the library, Muggin. Through these red draperies. Yeah. Ah. There she is. What an end for the golden girl of stage and screen. Two bullets and fade out. Two bullets, Chief? Yes, she was shot twice, Muggin. Look here. The other two shots went in another direction, hit this wall. Those two bullets must have been meant for Larry Holt and went wild. It looks that way. Check ballistics, Muggin, but I'll bet the murderer fired from behind those red hangings separating this room from the drawing room. Yeah, and that just about nails down the jilted fiancée, Janet Mills. Muggin, look at this pile of mail on the desk, addressed to Roberta Ralston. Waiting for her to get back home, I guess. Some welcome. Bills, bills, bills. Why not? She was the golden girl. The papers were always talking about how much she made. Evidently, she spent it as fast as she made it. Here's a bill for interior decorating, $10,000. Another 15 grand for a fur coat. A doctor, 550. Wristwatch, 1200. Yeah, uh, just don't tell my old lady. What gets me is some of these bills are months overdue.
0: Well, little old golden girl was out of town.
2: I wonder. Hold on. Someone's coming in the front door. Should I... Get... No, wait here, Muggan. I'll see who it is. Okay. How do you do, ma'am?
4: Oh, uh, well, uh, who are you?
2: I'm Inspector Thorne. What's that bag on your arm?
4: Well, it's a shopping bag full of groceries. What business is it of yours?
2: I'm a police officer. What's your name? What are you doing here?
4: I'm not saying another word until I know what this is all about.
2: All right, I'll show you. Come with me. Where? Into the library.
4: If this is some. Sergeant tra-
2: Muggan, step aside and let this lady see the body. Okay, Inspector.
4: Body? Oh! Oh! It's Roberta! Dead! Murdered! Oh, my poor baby, my poor baby! Oh, how terrible! Come along outside now. Oh, yes! Oh, the sight of her lying there! She was so young and beautiful! I'll never get over this. Never, never.
2: I wonder. <laughs> what? Somehow I think you're making more fuss than you feel.
4: <gasps> what do you mean by that, Inspector Thorne? Just
2: what I said. Now, who are you?
4: I'm Polly Price. I was housekeeper and companion to Roberta.
2: Housekeeper, companion? I'd say you were an actress.
4: Well, you've got a good eye, Inspector Thorne. I was on the stage for many years before taking this job.
2: Where have you been, Miss Price?
4: Out marketing. I I got a telegram for my poor Roberta. Her darling said she was coming home with her new husband, so I went out to stock up on food.
2: I'm uh, pretty dumb, Miss Price, but uh, the way I figure it, you must have been gone at least two hours. Does it take that long to buy that small quantity of groceries you're carrying?
4: Well, I... uh... And you've caught me, Inspector Thorne. I, I, I stopped off for a cup of tea. Where
2: did you have this tea?
4: Oh, well, I might as well admit it. It wasn't tea. It was a beer. Where
2: did you get the beer, Miss Price?
4: Look here. You're barking up the wrong tree. It's perfectly obvious who killed Roberta.
2: Yes. Who?
4: Ogden Barnett killed her.
2: Ogden Barnett? And who is he?
4: Ogden's a producer who helped Roberta get her start on the stage, and that led to her getting in the movies. Then Ogden began to drink. Hit the skids. Roberta let him live on the top floor of this house when she was gone. And sometimes when she was here. You
2: say the producer, Ogden Barnett, lived here in this house? Yes,
4: he did. And I'd like to know why.
2: What do you mean by that? You guess. I don't go for hints and innuendos, Miss Price. If you've got something to say, say it.
4: Inspector Thorne, doesn't it seem peculiar that Roberta let Ogden live here like that?
2: I thought you said Ogden gave Roberta her start.
4: Yes, but he didn't do that much for her. All he did was give her a little part in a play. I see. There could have been something else between the two of them, Inspector Thorne.
2: What do you suggest?
4: I wouldn't dream of suggesting anything.
2: It sounds to me as if you're suggesting plenty. I'm
4: only trying to help Sergeant Muggins. Then
2: answer this one, Miss Price. If Ogden Barnett lived in this house, where is he now?
4: In some gutter, Probably. Now, look, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, here's the telegram I got from Roberta this morning. It'll prove what I say.
2: It says, Coming home with my husband, get out the welcome mat. Please tell Ogden Barnett and ask him to leave before my husband and I get there. And it's signed, Roberta.
4: When I told Ogden that Roberta was married and he'd have to clear out, he carried on like a regular madman. Said he'd kill Roberta rather than never see her again. Started to hit the bottle.
2: Did you see him leave the house, Miss Price? No.
4: I saw him go up to his room, and I figured he'd pack and be out by the time I got back, Inspector Thornton. He must have drunk himself wild and killed Roberta.
2: Which room is Ogden Barnett's?
4: Up the stairs. And the
2: first right. Come on, Sergeant Muggan. Right with you, Chief. (laughs) She said the first door to the right, Muggan. Here it is, Chief. Hey,
0: that must be Ogden Barnett
2: stretched out on the bed. Yes. He's dead, Chief. No, Muggin. Dead drunk. And drunk or sober, Mr. Ogden Barnett was in this house all the time the murder took place. <laughs>
0: Inspector Thorne in The Golden Girl Murder Case will return in just a moment. But first, tomorrow, the new comedy team of Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding come to the NBC microphone in a full hour of light, satire, and nonsense sketches. Bob and Ray, tomorrow night, and every weekday afternoon, Monday through Friday. Then on Sunday, there's High Adventure with The Saint. Then The Whisperer brings you suspense as he enters the underworld to solve cases which have baffled the law. Later, screen actor Lloyd Nolan... Comes to the NBC microphone as Martin Kane Private Eye, a fellow who has the uncanny ability of being able to get himself into plenty of fast moving, hard hitting trouble. Then there's Mr. Moto, ace Japanese American security agent, intent on preserving world peace while fighting those who seek to plunge the world into another war. Make a listening reminder to hear The Saint, The Whisperer, Martin Kane Private Eye, and Mr. Moto this Sunday. Then Thursday evening, hear stories dealing in time and space and brought to you in future tents on Dimension X. Yes, for the best in summer radio entertainment, keep tuned to this, your NBC station. Now back to Inspector Thorne and The Golden Girl Murder Case. When dazzling Roberta Ralston, the golden girl of stage and screen, is murdered a day after eloping with handsome Larry Holt, Inspector Thorne uncovers a situation seething with emotion. Janet Mills, Larry's jilted fiancé, is caught running from the murder house after the shots. Then the inspector meets Polly Price an ex-actress working as a housekeeper companion to Roberta, and Polly accuses Ogden Barnett, a down-and-out producer who has been living in the murdered woman's house, of killing Roberta when he was told to clear out. Then, Inspector Thorne finds Ogden Barnett dead drunk in his upstairs bedroom. And now, Ogden Barnett has been restored to consciousness, and we hear the inspector saying to him, All right, Ogden Barnett. What's your story? I haven't any
2: story, Inspector Thorne. I'll prompt you. Roberta Ralston, the famous actress, permitted you to live here, didn't she? Yes, that, that's true. Why? That's an embarrassing question, Inspector. I'm afraid you'll have to answer it. But I've had a string of unlucky breaks, Inspector Thorne, and I, uh, I drink too much. Roberta was the most generous girl in the world. It would seem so. To take a man who has no claims on her and support him? I don't know what you're implying, Inspector Thorne. I gave Roberta her start in show business, and she was grateful. I understood. You merely gave her a small part in a play. That was the part that made her, and she knew it. All right, we'll skip that. Go on. I taught her everything. I did. And If she were alive, she'd tell you. Yes, but she isn't alive, so it's only your word. It's the truth. If it is, then it seems you felt you had a claim on Roberta. And how did you feel when you were given your hat and told to go? Well, I I was... A short time before Roberta was murdered, Polly, the housekeeper, told you she was married and bringing her new husband here, that you'd have to clear out. Isn't that so? Yes. What did you do then? Well, I took a few drinks. Quite a few, I'd say. Yes, Inspector. I was celebrating. And if you know everything, you know I was celebrating the last coffin nail in the heart of Ogden Barnett. I see. I loved Roberta. Now that she's dead, I, I don't care what happens to me. The point is, did you kill her rather than lose her? Kill her? I tell you, I loved her. You say you took to the bottle in despair. But you could have taken a few drinks and killed Roberta. Don't be stupid. I was blind drunk, out cold. I didn't even know what was going on. So you say. You saw me yourself, Inspector Thorne. How could I have killed Roberta if I was unconscious? No doubt your intelligence is higher than mine, Barnett. But it doesn't take many brains to figure out that you may have gotten blind drunk after the murder, not before. I didn't. Maybe you hoped to cover yourself that way. You threatened to kill Roberta. Who says so? The housekeeper, Polly. Polly? Polly might have shot Roberta herself. The hypocritical old bag was cheating Roberta right and left. Cheating her? Polly took care of the household and Roberta never checked up on her. Over the years, Polly must have stolen a pretty penny. Keep on talking. Maybe Polly was afraid the new husband wouldn't be as trusting and open-handed as Roberta. Maybe she was afraid of being found out. Hmm, could be. Oh, What is it, Sergeant Muggan? We found the murder gun, Chief. Where? That's just it. We found it in Polly Price's shopping bag. What? That doesn't make sense, Muggan. Polly was out. If Polly murdered Roberta... She wouldn't have brought the gun home in her shopping bag. (laughs) (laughs) What's the joke, Barnett? That might be just what Polly wants you to think. What? Don't sell Polly short, Inspector Thorne. Do you know what her act was before she retired from Vaudeville? She was one of the cleverest mind-readers in the business. Is that so? Come on, Sergeant Muggan. We're talking to Polly Price right now, and we'll see who mind-reads who. Sergeant Muggan and I want to talk to you, Polly. Well, what is it, Inspector Thorne? This murder gun was found in your shopping bag.
4: In my shopping bag? Oh, that's silly. Silly? If I murdered Roberta, I wouldn't be fool enough to bring the gun home in my shopping bag.
2: That's exactly what I said.
4: Ah, You've got your wits, Inspector Thorne.
2: Don't try to twist them, Polly. What? You may have been a clever mind reader, and I may be a dumb cop. But if there's one thing I know about... It's murder. Someone
4: planted that gun in my shopping bag.
2: Maybe you did yourself, trying to outsmart the police.
4: Is that so, Sergeant Muggin? And I say it was that jilted girl, Janet Mills. She must have put the gun in my bag. Why, Janet? My shopping bag was on the kitchen table, Inspector Thorne, and I saw Janet in the kitchen.
2: Step into the drawing room and wait there with Ogden Barnett, Polly.
4: Very well. Come
2: on, Sergeant Muggin. We'll see Janet. She's in the library with Larry Holt. (laughs)
0: But meanwhile, in the library, we see Janet turning to Larry Holt and saying...
3: I want you to know this, Larry. I love you. If you love somebody, you do anything for them. Anything, Larry.
2: Please, Janet.
3: I understand you don't want to talk to me. Not now, anyway. But I want you to do something for me. To make it easier. What? I can't face them anymore, Larry. Not Inspector Thorne. I want you to turn your back. And when you look around, I won't be here. No. You owe it to me, Larry. What? Oh, Inspector
2: Thorne. Has something happened here?
3: No. No, of
2: course not. Larry? No, Inspector. All right. Janet, answer carefully. Have you been in this room with Larry Holt all the time? In
3: this room? Yes, I have, Inspector Thorne.
2: You never left this room?
3: Well, maybe I did for a minute. Did
2: you or didn't you?
3: Yes. I I went into the kitchen for a glass of water.
2: Into the kitchen? Yes. Was Polly Price's shopping bag on the table?
3: Shopping bag? I don't remember.
2: I think you do, Janet.
3: Well, maybe I did see some sort of bag on the table. Yes, I believe I did, Inspector.
2: Did you put anything into that bag?
3: Put anything into it?
2: The murder gun, for instance?
3: The murder gun? No, I didn't even have a gun. Larry, you were here. Tell Inspector Thorne. Tell him.
2: Tell him what, Janet?
3: You told me go into the kitchen, Larry. You can tell the inspector I wasn't carrying a gun, that I couldn't possibly have been hiding a gun or anything else.
2: Please, Janet.
3: Tell him, Larry.
2: I can't say what I don't know, Janet. I'm afraid I didn't notice one way or another. I'm sorry. Come with me, both of you. Where to, Inspector Thorne? Through this door and into the drawing room, Larry. Polly Price and Og and Barnett are in there. I want all four of you together. But, Inspector... Bring them along, Sergeant Muggan. You heard what Inspector Thorne said, Janet, get in there. You too, Larry. All right, Sergeant Muggin.
4: Now what's going on?
2: You'll see, Polly. Now, all of you. Ogden, Polly, Janet, and Larry. When I first came here, I found this stack of bills on the desk, addressed to Roberta Ralston. Oh,
4: what about it? Just
2: this, Polly. Roberta was the golden girl of stage and screen. She earned a lot of money but also spent a great deal. Everybody knows that, Inspector Thorne. True, Barnett. But as a simple policeman, I'm interested in the money aspect of this case. In other words, who gets Roberta's money? I can tell you that, Inspector. Certain stage charities get some, and the residue goes to Polly Price. Is that right? Is it, Larry? I, I don't think so, Inspector Thorne. You see, Roberta and I were flying to Europe after a few honeymoon weeks in New York. And we decided not to take any chances. We made wills in each other's favor.
4: You're lying, Larry. I get the money.
2: I'm sorry, Polly.
4: I'll sue you. I'll contest the will. It
2: wouldn't be worth your while, Polly.
4: I'm not going to lose all that money, Inspector
2: Thornton. I've checked Roberta's finances, Polly. An easy job, because in this mail, there was an urgent letter from the Internal Revenue Department about Roberta's taxes. So what? Roberta owes the government thousands of dollars in back income tax. So much money that it will consume all and more of her estate. (gasps) No! Roberta Ralston, the golden girl, was broke. I don't believe it. Roberta threw money away like waste paper, Larry. She was prodigal, and she was generous. I told you so. Yes, Ogden Barnett, and now I believe you. You're making it up. It's some ghastly joke, Inspector Thorne. You can see for yourself, Larry. Roberta was rich. I know she was rich. Roberta didn't have a dime. But she lived like a queen. I thought she had millions. How could I make such a mistake? Mistake? I, I... You married Roberta for her money, Larry. And she was taken in by you because she was essentially gullible and never thought about money herself. Why, it's true. I love Janet all the time. A fortune hunter. Call me any name you like. I'm to blame for everything. Roberta's death and driving Janet to murder. Just a minute. None of that. You're the murderer, Larry. No. You killed Roberta yourself. And took advantage of Janet's wild actions to plant the murder on her. You're wrong. I suspected you from the first. Because the two shots meant for Roberta went right to the bullseye. While the two evidently meant for you went so wide a two-year-old child could have shot them. It's a lie. I didn't shoot Roberta. Janet, Janet, you were there. Tell them the truth. Tell them I didn't kill Roberta. How big a
3: fool do you think I am? You don't love me, Larry. You tried to put the murder on me and now you think I'll lie for you. Janet. Inspector Thorne. Larry killed Roberta. I saw him shoot her. I saw him with my own eyes.
2: Janet's lying. For the first time, Janet's telling the truth, Larry. Yes,
3: Inspector.
2: I knew Janet must have seen the murderer shoot Roberta because of the layout of this room. She was facing those red hangings. She'd have had to see the killer. I knew she was protecting someone. And it had to be you, Larry. No, I... But I had to break her down. I had to set up this little scene to reveal you for what you are so Janet would tell the truth and quit shielding you. With her testimony, you'll go to the chair, Larry Holt. Take him, Sergeant Muggan. With pleasure, Chief.
3: I was a fool, Inspector Thorne. Not
2: as big a one as Larry Holt was, Janet. Larry thought he was being smart to catch you and hold you for the police. He thought it would make it easier to frame you. A rat was caught in his own trap.
0: And so ends the Golden Girl murder case. The part of Inspector Thorne is played by Carl Weber. Direction by Kenneth McGregor. The script was written by Carol Warner Gluck based on the original radio play by Frank and Ann Hummert. This is Fred Collins inviting you to tune in again next Friday at this same time when the National Broadcasting Company will present Inspector Thorne in The Defrosted Refrigerator Murder Clue. Stay tuned for Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons, on NBC.